Hello, it's Ian Dybul here. Uh, it is, well, 17.36 on, what date is it? I should have really checked. This is me, see? So unprepared. Anyway, currently driving to pick up my wife from our work. And what I'm going to use this podcast account for, because I've got, I've got my main project my main podcast is bar am you podcast so i'd advise any of you guys check it out it isn't for sheep that's basically what it's not for it's basically for people who have open minds um so if you're easily offended if you are a follower of the bbc news and take their word as gospel ghetto gospel by the way do not listen to my podcast because I challenge the official narrative because it's there to be challenged that's a, that's the whole point of democracy democracy um, and if we don't have the ability to question our government and the mainstream media what do we have? we don't have freedom well I don't think we've got freedom anyway but that's a different story so if you if you're into that kind of thing, conspiracy theories, history, historical events, uh, pretty much anything. I'll talk about anything on there. But just now, because we are in the times that we are in, which are scary times with the the, the virus. Uh, think of that what you will. If you go into my podcast, you'll hopefully have your eyes open to realise that it's it's not as scary as the media are making you think it is. So this podcast is just going to be one for... I'm just going to talk and document my thoughts, because I've got a lot of thoughts. I'm a quite a solitary... Well, I've got a job that's very solitary. I'm a welder, so I've got a lot of time to think. Eh? A lot of time. Once that hood is down, Jesus, the thoughts that creep into my mind. And it's all about expressing them. And I know civilization and whatever has kind of made men into people who should be keeping their feelings to themselves and just get on with it. But I'm not about that. I like to I like to have deep conversations and express my feelings because it, it does stuff to you so if you keep your feelings in bottled you you become ugh, you just you don't you just shrink away as a human being so uh, so today my the thought in my mind today is is to discuss employment it's been my biggest gripe since Oh, since 2015 and the reason why it was 2015 is because I was uh, straight after school I went and got myself an apprenticeship my granda God rest his soul got me the chance to become a welder uh, following in his footsteps so I'd done that and it followed into uh, I eventually got a job with a big oil company and that was kind of me thinking I was sorted for life 
basically, but unknown to me. There are no th- such things as a job for life nowadays. Uh, so, I, I mean, I stuck at it for, I think it was eight years, 2007 I started with them. And I got to 2015 and the oil took a plummet. And to cut a long story short, I took volunteer redundancy because I knew they were closing their doors. And I had to find employment elsewhere. Now, at the time of this, I was living in a a small town called Peterhead. Population of about 20,000. Town centre was a shambles. We had like basically two oil companies after my one closed down we had one it was pretty hard to get into that one so I was starting to panic and when I had my first delve into the the job market boy was I shocked the wages like I'd been used to 13, 14, 15, 16 pound an hour and then towards my latter stages um, got made up to supervisor and I was on 18 pound odds an hour but you were always on 1.4 your rate so I was actually really on 23 pounds an hour and I was on four days on four days off four night shifts on four night shifts off so when I started to look into the the job markets and seeing that welders were getting like nine pounds an hour ten pounds an hour maximum i ever saw was like 11 pounds 50 12 pounds an hour and i mean that's pretty decent but the, even those jobs the 11 12 pounds an hour were few and far between um i was just i was like and it, and it kind of gave me like a, a chip on my shoulder i kind of started to rant to my friends and family and i know it's not something I'm proud of because it's like you turn people away it's like oh do you really want to spend time with Ian just now because he's like a broken record but I was just stunned I was like eh. a- anyway I'll, I'll move on I ended up putting myself through a telehandler ticket which allowed me to work for a, a higher rate than say labouring or working in a supermarket whatever like retail so I did that and I was working with guys on a building site that were labourers and hats off to them, like hard work, you know, out in the cold while I'm tucked away inside my telehandler with the heating on and the radio on. And these people were taking home less than £300 a week for like a 40 odd hour week. They were on like minimum wage. I was just stunned. I was like, this this guy I worked with had a family of, well, four, him and his wife and his two kids, obviously renting, had a car loan, had his mobile phone, shopping to get, his wife had to go out and work part-time at a bakery's, I don't know if they had childcare, but it's like, how can people survive? And I was just stunned. Um... I felt really sorry. I felt like I was sticking up for them in a way as well when I'm saying, you guys deserve more. Like, it's not just about me and how I deserve more as a welder because welding, joinery, carpentry, plumbing, I believe these kind of jobs are skilled and they are skilled. You do an apprenticeship, you suffer the wages of... I mean, I started out on two or £2.50 an hour and every six months I went up 50p until my time served I would have been on like nine pound odds an hour 
but then I took that you know the jump up to the oil and gas and I, you know I'd get you bigger wages but I'm thinking how how has it got so bad it's like inflation we always get told about inflation but I, I, I remember in the canteens I used to have conversations and they used to love me because I would sit in the canteen and provide the entertainment by pretending I was stupid and a lot of guys if you're listening to this it was I was pretending as much as you didn't believe that but I always laughed like remember back in the days well I obviously don't but my granda used to tell me he used to go to the the cinema and get like some crushed puff candy and, and uh, you know pay his admission into the cinema for like a penny farthing or a halfpenny or whatever the, the old currency was and you don't even have to go that far back you could just say like remember when you used to buy a Freddo for 5p and now they're like 50p I think they're probably more than that now but it's like and they used to laugh at me it's like ah but inflation but what it is is wages should go up with inflation and they don't wages are dictated to by employers if they feel you know they can get 10 welders but they only need one then they'll only offer what what they need like what they want to offer the power is in the employer's hands and then to add on top of that when I left G I'm going back to 2015 when I left my oil, my oil company I think that was when the start of the uh, agencies came in because we were certainly given the opportunity to meet and register with these agencies in Peterhead and to me these guys are the scum of the earth uh, nothing, no offence to the people that work there because obviously they're just, they're just doing the same as us they're just wanting a job but people who take money from people who are working so basically I was in a job between 2015 and 2017 where I was getting £13 an hour for telehandling and when I told uh, the guys I was working on site how much I was due uh, they were telling me that they were giving the agency 19 or £20 an hour for me so this agency were taking six or seven pounds every hour for me, for the hiring of me. I just, oh, it's just disgusting. It's disgusting that we've allowed this sort of thing to happen. I've still got anger in me yet because I was unemployed there because of the virus and I was starting to really worry because in all the time I've, you know, I've had plenty of jobs since 2015. I've probably had about 10 jobs uh, because like I say there's no such thing as a job for life now but I've never struggled for a job like I think the longest I was out of work was like a week or a week and a half 10 days maybe because when I you know when I lose a job I'm all hands on deck get the laptop opened up and I'm basically making it a job to find a job yeah I'm up early I'm turning the laptop on I'm regi regi registering with all these agencies even though I hate them uh, and I know probably people are saying well don't use them then but this is it this is the whole point this is the way our world is now and if you don't you won't get a job I mean it's a whole it's a whole problem with you know politics and that is reaching the masses you know it's okay just me and a few other guys ranting and saying let's do this let's do that let's have a protest but you need loads of people behind you so 
yeah, I've registered with them all and I've had jobs. And uh, but to me, it's it's just it's just disgusting. So I was even in a job, and I don't mind out in this company because for me, they're the worst company that I've ever worked for. Um, because what they did to me, and my best friend, was disgusting again. So I got a job, not through an agency, but it might as well have been. Um, in Peterhead, just five minutes along from where I was living. And they took me in and my friend in and gave us a contract for, it was an indefinite, it was a permanent job. Um, the funny thing, now I look back at it, was that they'd uh, added into the contract that, that it was a six month trial basis. Now, in all the jobs I've ever had, that was quite big, but there was nothing made of it. Like, they didn't point it out to us. It was just in the contract. I'm talking in hindsight now. But uh, we worked our asses off. We worked 12-hour shifts, which if you didn't, you were made to feel like you were out of order. And you would get talked talk to the next day if you left at half past five or half past six. They wanted you doing half seven till half seven. They wanted you in at weekends for no extra money. Um, it was decent. The hourly rate was decent, but you were only getting like time in fifth or time in third for your overtime. There was no double time. There was no time in half. So it really was just... And it was hands on deck. As soon as we went in there, there was a big contract. Uh, it was during the winter months, so we were out on the breakwater uh, making an extension to a, a reel. Uh, and it was just it was decent but like I say the money was in it but it filled a void I mean it was a job and lo and behold five and a half months in one day I went in I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday and I'm up a ladder welding this container and it's about dinner time one o'clock two o'clock and I get a tap on the shoulder from the gaffer and he says Ian come with me and I'll also add that up until this point I'd had no prior warnings, no no disciplinary at all, apart from the odd talking to you about leaving at half past five or half past six. But that wasn't official, that was just the odd shouting at and whatever. And I got taken up the stair and I got handed my uh, resignation letter, basically sacking me and telling me that there was no work, um, not enough work to keep us going. And because they'd managed to do that before the trial basis six-month period had kicked in, I had no leg to stand on. Now, looking back at that, they did the same to my friend literally 10 minutes after me. And I felt more sorry for him because he left a job to come to this job. And they screwed him. Um, they screwed myself. I was going through an, uh, a visa uh, a process with my wife at the time. So we were just distraught because part of the visa proposal was that I was employed for six months with one company. Um, if not, I had to go back a full year and get every company that I'd worked with in that year to provide references and pay slips, which was a nightmare. So it caused me a lot of turmoil. And for that reason, I don't mind slating this company. I've, I've slated them online. Um, 
It was uh, MDL, Maritime Development Limited in Peterhead. Disgusting guys to work for and disgusting company. So I advise any people listening to this, do not work for them. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's what they were doing. They were basically bending the rules of the agency where they didn't use the agency, but they acted as an agency themselves. So instead of like sourcing me and my friend from an agency and being charged maybe 15, 16, 17 quid an hour for us, they just paid us the straight rate of what they pay their welders and used us for a contract of six months or just under six months. So let me know anybody feel free to reach out to me and let me know your stories i'm sure i'm not the only one that's in this um situation my wife she was she's an archaeologist she's done her master's degree she came over to the uk she got a job with the one and only company that does archaeology in scotland because they have the monopoly of scotland and they basically put her on a month rolling contract and after three months that dig had finished this job that they were on and the next job wasn't starting up until another three months time so they just paid them all off paid all the girls off paid, paid, well, paid all the people off that were there um, all these people having bills to pay rents, phones, car loans and they just drop them like drop them at a hat and say we'll give you a shout in um, a couple of months time and people can't afford to do that but this is what they want supply and demand we're just numbers and uh, another thing going back to when I, I was working on building sites and this will feed into another subject that I'm strongly on is uh, immigration and my politics and I'm, I'm right into my politics but uh, a lot of people from for my views get called racist and that because I'm I'm class myself as an anarchist mainly, but because that's not even you know something that's even enters into the political spectrum. You don't even get the vote of anarchy on the on the voting slip dissolve government. I've got to look at you know the two party system, which is Labour Conservative in the UK, Republican Democrat in the, in America, and. Um, so I'm kind of leaning, obviously, leaning to the right, which is conservatives. And whenever you have right-leaning views, you kind of get branded a racist by people who aren't willing to, like, actually speak and have conversations about things. So this all, like, kind of feed into that, where I worked on a building site, and every Monday morning, no joke, every Monday morning, three, four, five guys would turn up, normally foreigners i.e. Russians, Latvians, Polish, Romanians and they would be from an agency and they would all register with it with a group like do their uh, induction on the Monday morning out come on out into the the site do their work and no exaggeration people if one of these guys slept in once or didn't turn up for their job once all they did was phone up the agency and say right give us another one he's sacked and that's how they'd work it and now this is what i mean people my views on immigration is that 
we're being flooded with people from other countries for one reason or another. Now, we shouldn't be bombing these countries. First and foremost, that's one of my main pet hates is war. War is banking wars. There's no need for it. Um, so I, I totally get why these people that are being bombed are trying to make a life for themselves and come across here. That's fine. But not every immigrant is. They just see the, the pound signs, they come over, blah, blah. But this is where I'll spin it. I'm actually, I care for these guys that are turning up to the building site on a Monday morning and getting sacked because they sleep in one day. These guys have risked their lives or if they haven't risked their lives, they've saved up their life savings to book a flight to come over to the UK to get a job and they come all the way over to be told that if you sleep in once, everybody makes mistakes. Now these guys are hard workers, they value their jobs. You know, they're just wanting to make enough money to, to provide a good lifestyle for them, themselves and their families. And they're getting punted because they sleep in one day. And this is it. The, the, the power is in the employer's hands too much. And it bugs me. So here's me sticking up for immigrants. I'm also, you know, against it, but it's, it's not I'm against them as individuals. My wife's American. My brother-in-law's a Russian. I've got nothing against them. Nothing. They don't want to really be here. I mean, if their countries weren't getting bombed or they could make a, a good living, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't come here. They'd come here for holidays, but home's best. Home's always best. So... Before you call someone a racist, do yourself a favour and actually hear them out. Because you're doing yourself a, an injustice. Um, so yeah, so I think I'll leave it at that for today. These are just going to be little 20 minute, half an hour rants, you know, on my way to work and whatever. And logging some of my, my feelings. And if anybody wants to reach out, do a little co-rant podcast. Um, or reach out, email me you'll catch me on Instagram on Baramu Podcast or my private my, my normal personal page Ian Dibel, Ian.Dibel I think it is um, yeah feel free to message me and uh, have a nice day, have a nice weekend it's Friday, it's a beautiful weekend, I think this is the last of the good weather coming so enjoy it and enjoy our weekend, catch you later folks